You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, we're live. Welcome in. We are putting it all together tonight. We have gone through every position group to help you dominate your fantasy football draft. Not defenses, not kickers, but the real uh, position groups. And tonight we're going to put it all together. and We're going to do a little mock draft. So I'm Jeff Burkus. I'm a writer at Windy City Gridiron. And I have been working through a building the board project with Eric Smith of the of the QB list. And he has brought on his podcasting partner, Ryan Heath, tonight. Gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to wrap this up. And I feel like we've done everything at this point. So we might as well do a mock draft. Yeah. yeah, very excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Ryan, we know that Eric is a Bengals fan. We need to establish real quick, since we're going to be drafting against each other, what is your favorite NFL team? I don't know if I should even say it out loud, but as you can maybe guess by... It's a the, Patriots, yeah, right? It, I'm a Pats okay. fan. There's a Red okay. Sox logo behind me. Yeah, put it, put it together. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to be drafting five rounds of a draft, maybe six if it goes quick enough, but you know, five rounds of a draft. So I don't think you have to worry about me drafting any Patriots players. You know what? Fair enough. I, I it's hard to argue, <laughs> hard to argue with that. I don't, I don't think you probably should. The, the coaches are not part of this draft, so I'm not going to draft Bill Belichick at any point. Uh, and honestly, I'm definitely not going to draft your assistants at this point. So, <laughs> um, here's what we've done. So we took the board that we had been building, you know, throughout, and we we created a, a little draft sheet here. Across the top is going to be the the teams. I numbered them one through twelve. We're each taking four teams. We're gonna we're gonna trade off positions here as we go through the, uh, this this exercise. Eric's gonna start us off. I'm all the way at the end. We're gonna use the snake draft format, and then we're gonna um, for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you can see all of those fun headshots. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, you know it might might make a nice visual, but we'll talk through why we're doing what we're doing, and we'll kind of recap each team as we go. Try to keep it brief, but also add some color of to why you would do. Uh, you know, why you would pick a certain player where he's being picked and why you would pair that person with the previous picks before it, et cetera, et cetera. Basically trying to give a guide of how you start your draft. We don't have time to go through an entire draft. Um, uh, and I think that would kind of get boring and tedious real quick, but I think it's really important to, uh, in order to dominate your fantasy league, uh, you, you have to start strong. Like more than anything, you you don't want to be throwing Hail Marys in the first three rounds. You know, you, you want to be uh, real smart with what you're doing here. So I pulled up all the uh, the headshots and in the categories that we had we had used throughout. So the star players are here. Uh, we have the, the lock players over here. And then we have more players in reserve on the second page. Eric, we are going to start with you. Team E1, pick 1.01. Who is it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's two clear choices here. I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I've kind of said this all along. In a home league, I think he's as safe as it gets. Rock solid pick over one. This was an underdog best ball where I'm going for a big overall prize. I'll, I'll take a chance maybe on someone else. But 
Uh, give me Taylor. He's just going to be there every week for you scoring touchdowns. Perfect. Ryan, pick two. R2, pick two. Yeah, so Eric makes the decision for me. I've got to go with Christian McCaffrey. In my opinion, he is the true 101 this year. Uh, no other player matches the ceiling that we've seen from him before. I would happily take him wherever I can get him, including right in the first pick. Yeah, McCaffrey obviously adds a lot of juice, but he's got the injury concerns. He hasn't been able to stay healthy the last uh, you know couple of years. He's also on a team that, I don't know what the Panthers want to be. You know, they're they just acquired LaVisca Chenault and, you know, they got Baker Mayfield. Uh, Matt Rule looks like he's probably going to be the first coach fired this year. Like it just everything is all up in the air for, for the Panthers. But obviously McCaffrey's a good player. Uh, so this is my first pick then. So I'm this is for the team number three drafting in the three spot. And um, I didn't tell these guys beforehand, but uh, this is a, a 10 point per reception league. So clearly, uh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson, no, uh, we're, we're going PPR. I'm going to take the top receiver on the board. Um, and, and that's Justin Jefferson to me. There's a little bit of debate, I think, on who that might be for, for different people. Uh, I have watched already a lot of Justin Jefferson because he plays for the Vikings against uh, my my favorite teams, uh, you know, twice a year. And I think he's going to terrorize the NFC North for many years to come. I think he's the, I think he's better than Stefan Diggs uh, ever was in Minnesota. And I think that he's just going to take that next step to that elite level this year, even with Kirk Cousins throwing him the football. So um, I feel really good about getting him here in a PPR league. Um, I would feel good about getting him at the end of the first round if you're not in a PPR league. So uh, just Jefferson to me, seems like as safe as they come from a wide receiver standpoint. Yep, and I would add him at pick three as well. So uh, I would have taken him there, but uh, I am left at pick four, and I will go with Cooper Cup. Uh, you I, you can make an argument for either of these players at three overall, but Cup had just came off a season with 191 targets, and he scored 26 fantasy points a game. So, like, I know there's some regression maybe. You know, players tend, tend to not repeat like Cup just did last year, but uh, I don't think we should knock him for that. He's top receiver in the league, so let's keep him on our team and uh, take him the four spot overall. And Perfect. Sorry. No, and, go ahead, right? All right. Yeah. And I'm up next. So everybody is going to want me to take a running back. I'm sure I've heard this many times, but we are going to go with Jamar Chase. Uh, if I am betting on a receiver to break 2000 yards this year, it is Chase. Uh, we see generally a high rate of overperforming expectations from sophomore receivers. Chase had an otherworldly year last year from an efficiency standpoint. And I would rather have him over every other running back still available. Yeah, he's uh, clearly got a very good connection with Joe Burrow. The the Chase versus uh, Penny Sewell argument coming out last year. I think it's a nice philosophical argument. But when you have a college connection like Burrow to Chase, uh, it seemed like a very smart idea. And there's a lot of number one jerseys being sold in Cincinnati. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's rivaling the Cincinnati chili at Skyline, right? Um, everybody, everybody's got one of those. So um, I'm going to uh, my second team here, pick six. I uh, I can't resist taking a running back uh, here and I'm going to take Austin Eckler. So Eckler to me is a guy that I've been on for a long time. Uh, if those of you that know me know that the the Chargers are my like AFC team. It's a team that I've cheered for since they drafted Ladanian Tomlinson. And Eckler is a lot of fun, gets a lot of volume, uh, just a workhorse 
type of back that is in a good offense that I think is going to succeed. And I love investing in fantasy AFC West players. So for me, Eckler makes a lot of sense to to be a foundation for a team. Um, I'm happy to get him there at pick six. Uh, and that's a great spot for him too. I think he goes third a lot. So getting him at pick six is a really nice value. Um, at pick seven, I, I think this is one you can really uh, kind of depends on the league you're playing in and the, the PPR, non-PPR scoring. But I'm actually going to go with Stefan Diggs here at wide receiver. Uh, I know people were a little frustrated with his year last year, but he's just one of the elite volume receivers in the league. I'm going to bet on some positive regression, um, pair him with Josh Allen, you know, just we want these players paired with good offenses. We certainly get that with Stefan Diggs. So you can make a case for a lot of running backs here, um, but we're going pretty wide receiver heavy here. So let's uh, let's keep this running and I'll uh, get a nice value on a running back on the way back. You think so? I can be so. a run here. All right, yeah. Ryan, your, your next team, uh, pick eight. Yeah, Eric is forcing me to draft a running back here against my will. Um, so we're going to go with a bit of a curveball. We are not taking Derrick Henry. We are taking Najee Harris. Uh, so Najee is really the complete package when you look at a fantasy running back. Uh, 14% target share last year. That's totally locked in. He's a size speed specimen. The ceiling is really high for him, despite all of the concerns around the Steelers offense. So I'm still happy to take him in the first round. Uh, the weird foot injury concerns me a little bit, but not enough to totally get me off of him. Yeah, the Liz Frank injury, obviously something to monitor, to be concerned with. Maybe if you have him in a dynasty league, that might be very concerning for you. In a redraft league, I don't think it's reared its ugly head yet enough for you to, to take him out of the first round. And they're going to need to run the football, right? I mean, whoever's going to be taking snaps for that team, whether it's Mitchell Trubisky or whether it's uh, Kenny Pickett at some point. I mean, I don't think there's anybody else that will take snaps, but uh, they're going to need to run the football. And that, that's that's why they drafted him in the first round. I mean, he's he's a he's a good talent. So it makes a lot of sense there. So my next pick. So this will be my third team that I'm drafting pick nine. So um, I. Uh, boy, I don't know. I think I, I think I'm going to have to take Dalvin Cook. Um, and again, it might just be my NFC North bias. But I think that those two players from the from the Vikings are worthy of first round picks and deserve to go. Um, Dalvin Cook pretty much does it all. And they were talking about trying to unload Alexander Madison. So maybe they don't feel as good about his backup as uh, a lot of other people do. And if that just means that they want to lean more on Dalvin Cook, then that just means more fancy points for team nine. Yeah, that's a good value on Cook. And uh, I, at pick 10, this is not a player I pick a lot, but I am going to pull the trigger on Derrick Henry here. Uh, a lot of reasons for concern here. He's entering his age 28 season, um, coming off an injury last year, but everything sounds good so far. And uh, he was putting up 24 PPR points a game last year, getting an absurd amount of carries per game. So uh, he's not a typical target of mine when he goes like pick five, but at pick 10 in the first round, I can certainly get on board with Derrick Henry. Thank you, Eric, for taking him and preventing me from having I, I could already name your next pick here. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, can you? Okay. Well, well, we'll see if you're right. I'm actually going to go with DeAndre Swift here. Yeah, oh. Eric knew exactly yeah. what was about to happen. <laughs> oh, okay. So DeAndre Swift is pretty much next to McCaffrey and Eckler, uh, one of the best pass-catching running backs in the league. I expect the Lions to be better this year. And even if they aren't, that's totally fine because Swift actually scores more fantasy points in negative game scripts, in games that the Lions are losing. 
So it benefits him from a pass catching perspective if they're not good. And if they are good, then maybe he gets a spike in touchdowns and he really challenges for the top of that running back position. I like Swift. Uh, again, NFC North bias, apparently, because I've seen these guys a lot. But uh, I actually took Swift in my home league as well at this, uh, basically at this point. It would have been pick 11. Um, it's a 10-team league, and I had I had to turn. Uh, you know, two-time defending champ. Not to brag, just stating it for the record that that's right. why I was drafting there. Uh, so I, I like him too. I think he's he's a he's a really good pick, uh, and he should be in for volume. Been interesting to watch him on Hard Knocks. I don't know if you guys have been watching Hard Knocks, uh, but you know, watching uh, the the coaches, you know, kind of get on him for for not finishing a run, and like his reactions are kind of like you know, internal, he does, he's not really, uh, you know, emotional, like he's not arguing with the coach or yelling back at him. He's just kind of internalizing it. I don't know. I, I love the hard knock stuff just because it gives you just a little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you, you always find a favorite player or two out of, out of the hard knock series or the, the in the in season series. Uh, and I was kind of hoping to really like Swift, but he just has, he's not giving me much, right? He's, <laughs> he's not giving me enough to, to be like, oh, this guy's great. So um, he'll be on my fantasy team. So I'll cheer for him. But you know, yeah. uh, other than that, I don't think he's going to be a, a favorite. All right. So I'm going to, I'm at the turn. Uh, so I'm going to make the last pick in the first round. Um, uh, you know, I look through here. We haven't taken a tight end yet. Um, these guys, I feel like, you know, these guys are pros. So I take a tight end. They're probably going to like laugh at me, but I, I still might here. Um, Devonte Adams is the last, uh, star wide receiver that's available. Uh, that we put them in the S tier. I feel like I have to take Adams here. Um, uh, and I can take him even though he, those of you that are watching, he, his headshot still has him in a green Bay Jersey. Um, <laughs> it's not technically a violation of my rule because he no longer plays for green Bay. Again, I only draft from 31 teams. I do not draft anybody that plays for, for the green and gold team, but, he doesn't play there anymore. He plays in the AFC West. If there's any theme to what I like best, it's uh, fancy players in the AFC West. So Devontae Adams is going to be my first pick. So I'm in a weird spot because I, you know, the the running backs that I really like that I would love to have at the turn here are already gone. I kind of thought Swift was going to be there. So uh, Ryan is already on my list. <laughs> but when I make the first, uh, and I, I should recap the first round real quick. So we went uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Austin Eckler, Stephon Diggs, Najee Harris, Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, DeAndre Swift, and uh, uh, Adams. So when you see that, you guys have seen a million mock drafts. Just like real quick, any is that pretty much chalk, or is that is there a value there to somebody fall uh, more than he usually does? Like, wh what are you seeing there as a as an expert? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this follows a lot of rankings out there, but when you actually get into the ADP and get people drafting, uh, a lot of times you see Derrick Henry up at like pick five and you usually don't see that Jefferson cup chase kind of three in a row right there. A lot of times Eckler or Henry is up there. So I think this was a little more top heavy on receivers, but it's, I think it's the right 12 overall. Yeah. I would just echo that. It's, pretty rare that Derrick Henry is actually going to fall that far. I will take him if he does make it to that back of the first round, as I alluded to, if Eric hadn't taken him. But yeah, you can, you can see the receiver bias that Eric and I have injected into this mock draft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's fair. I was, I was pushing myself to do that too, because I know that that's what you guys are all about. 
right? Eric has like pushed that on me. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm, I think I'm going to actually throw a curveball here. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey at the turn here. Um, it's going to leave this team maybe a little susceptible to running backs in the future, but somebody has to like, you know, maybe play the zero running back game here and see what happens. But I, I can't resist Travis Kelsey because the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest competitor to his target share in Kansas City is no longer there. Tyree Kill got traded in the offseason. He's now in Miami. Uh, Kelsey is as good as anything. He's, he's, you know, already should be fitted for his Hall of Fame jacket. This guy's going to, you know, walk into as a first ballot Hall of Famer. And he's got a Hall of Fame quarterback throwing in the football. I mean, this is in a, in a Hall of Fame coach calling plays, right? Like yeah. this is, he's set up for another giant year. And I get that little positional bonus of grabbing one of those tight ends off the top. And I don't have to worry about that kind of, you know, whatever that is after like tight end five. Right. So I'm, I'm going to take him. Um, I will feel, I will take your ridicule here if I need um, to, but um, that that's my pick. Uh, not, yeah. I don't mind him there at all. Okay. Yeah. I don't definitely from a strategy standpoint, I don't mind it because Kelsey is the only elite tight end you really have access to if you're drafting in the back half of the draft. So I have no problem with you taking him. Smart people are worried about uh, his snap rate having fallen, especially last year. Um, but I, I think it's still worth picking him there on the turn. Um, so next is my pick, and my so my big problem this year is I really like drafting wide receivers early. I really don't like the wide receivers that go in the second round. So I'm going to go with a two running back start here, and I'm going to take Saquon Barkley. Yeah. So Saquon profiles that's basically one of the most likely players to finish as the overall RB1 this year. The Giants clearly are not worried about his health because they have absolutely no depth behind him. Matt Breida <laughs> and Gary Brightwell are the two top backups. That's not not doesn't say to me that they're very concerned about Saquon not having a full workload. Obviously he's an athletic freak. He has put up an insane fantasy season before in his rookie year. So I'm happy to get both him and Swift on this team. Eric, what about you? You've got pick 10. You took Eric Ten Henry with the first pick in, uh, for this team. Are you going to do the same thing and follow suit? Or are you going to shift gears here? Yeah, this is a tough spot as well. I This is one that's, man, I do not like taking him. But I think at this value, I just have to pull the trigger. Um, I'm going to go with Alvin Kamara. It looks like we're in the clear with suspension stuff here. He's got his, he's going to be lower down in our ranks because back when we did running backs, I still thought he was going to get suspended somehow, but uh, his trial just keeps getting delayed. I hope we have a picture of him, um, but uh, there he is up in the top right up there. I can see him there. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Jeez. So as the off season has gone, it looks like he's not getting suspended. And that means that he's an elite, uh, one of the elite target hogs in the entire league at running back. So um, he's one that I tend to not pick a lot in my real drafts, but when I'm slotted into this spot here, I guess I'm going old school. I'm taking Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara and, and, you know, kind of rolling it back two years here. That's fair. Uh, I, you know, Kamara is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, so, you know, I, I had a dynasty share of Alvin Kamara yeah, where I had him like super late and I just had to give up a pick like two rounds ahead each year. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to get like peak Alvin Kamara for it, it, the most expensive he got was, I think it was like a, uh, round 11 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then they changed the rules of the league. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah, funny how that worked. Um, all right, so I'm back to my team nine. This was Dalvin Cook to begin with. And I 
you know, I'm, I'm, I kind of want to do the same thing. Looks like we've got kind of the running back pairings here. Uh, and, and I think that I'm going to do the same and I'm, I'm thinking between, I like Nick Chubb a lot. I think he's the best pure runner on the board. I don't think that that's the right fantasy move just because of the competition there. Um, I think it's Joe Mixon. I think that's kind of a safe bet. Maybe that's maybe not what I should do, but I'm going to take Joe Mixon. So I'm going to take yet another bangle off the board. They already have two, and we're going to certainly see at least one more bangle drafted tonight, if not another one. Um, but I, I like Mixon uh, from, a, from a safety standpoint because I don't think he's got a lot of people uh, really challenging him for, for any carries. Yeah, I mean, on Joe Mixon, I'll say that it, from a statistical standpoint, it seems like he has a really high ceiling this year. Personally, I don't believe in it. I'm not drafting him very much, but that's possibly me setting myself up for failure against my better judgment. Um, so now looking at my team, I started off with Najee. So I I think I'm going to do it, and Eric's going to laugh at me. I'm going to take CeeDee Lamb. And CD is not a player that I have taken much at all this year. I think that his cost is extremely high for a player we think is good, but hasn't necessarily shown it through two seasons. He's never even crested a 20% target share. Uh, So the idea that he's suddenly going to completely dominate the Cowboys targets and finish as a fantasy wide receiver one is a little far-fetched to me, but I think at some point you have to get the spreadsheets and the data and all the stats out of your brain and just say, is CeeDee Lamb a good football player on a really good offense? And the answer to that is yes. So I'm the receivers are kind of scarce in round two, but I'm happy to pair him with Najee here. Yeah. And I actually would have taken him at Camara um, probably a few weeks ago. The the Tyron Smith injury kind of scares me a little bit and it was just enough to bump him behind those two running backs. But uh, I don't, I don't disagree with the lamb. Uh, we had this discussion on our podcast quite a bit uh, about if he's worth this pick here. And I, I can definitely see the the holes in his uh, profile, but I just, I think he's set up for such a huge volume. So um, now it's on me with Stefan Diggs here. Um, this is a little bit of a tricky spot because it looks like, I kind of feel like I just missed out on all the tiers here with this pick. Um, so I am going to go with another receiver here. It's just a matter of which one I'm going to go with. This is maybe higher than his ADP. I'm not sure where it's at nowadays, but I'm going to go with DJ Moore here. I know his upside may be a little bit questionable. Um, I just think he's so rock solid, especially as a wide receiver too. I just really love him there. Um, I'm, he's the unquestioned wide receiver one. I think Baker Mayfield's an upgrade. It's going to be his best quarterback. So we just need more than like four touchdowns from DJ Moore. And I think we get his best year this season. So um, fingers crossed he can get in the end zone. Awesome. Glad you took him off the board. Uh, I had no interest in him. Um <laughs> You know, Ryan, just go back to your CD point. You said I was up. I was with you up until you said uh, on a really good offense, because I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure about the Cowboys with their injuries. So we will see what happens there. All right. So I'm on. uh, This is the pick six team. Uh, Austin Eckler was my first pick. I think I need to go something other than a running back because I'm not in love with all of the guys remaining. Um, And uh, I'm kind of pulling the tight ends around, but not necessarily (laughs) because I want to pick them. Um, I'm, I'm thinking I want a wide receiver here. Uh, you've got Debo Samuel, you've got Jalen Wall, you got T Higgins, you got Tyree kill, you got, uh, Mike Evans. Those are kind of the f- next five that we have listed in our previous shows. Um, this is going to be higher, but I'm going to take him before Eric takes him. Uh, I'm going to take my guy T Higgins. Um, again, 
team six is maybe turning into guys that I just really like personally. Uh, T Higgins was my guy last year, drafted him pretty high. Also put a lot of prop bets on him throughout the year, especially in the second half of the year. And I just like kept winning and I put a big prop bet on him in the Super Bowl to score two touchdowns. And he did. And so uh, T Higgins is my guy. I need to reward him by, by putting him up into the second round. Yeah. I think that T Higgins is, totally live to outscore jamar chase this year it that's a world we could live in which is maybe something you can say against taking chase in the first round but i still think chase's ceiling is unmatched um i so as far as who i'm gonna pair with chase um i don't particularly want to go wide receiver wide receiver here um but what i will do sticking with zero rb i gotta draft at least one zero rb team i'm gonna take mark andrews here so Andrews is a player I have not been drafting much of uh, this year. And the reason for that is I've just been afraid that the Ravens are going to return to their extreme run heavy ways. And I kind of bought into the idea that the reason the Ravens passed like a modern football team last year was because they had nobody in their running back room that was healthy. And now <laughs> With J.K. Dobbins uncertain for week one, uh, Gus Edwards on the pup, and apparently the depth that they're signing is Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake. I think the Ravens running attack might look pretty similar for a while <laughs> this year compared to what it was last year. So if Mark Andrews is going to get 150 targets again, he's an efficiency monster and you're happy to have him as a tight end in the second round. Yep. And uh, so I'm going with um, pick to pair with Cooper Cup here. Uh, there's a bunch of receivers right in this range that I think are like exactly the same almost. It goes on for like eight of them. Uh, so it makes it difficult here. And the running backs are starting to dry up. I'm actually going to go with Leonard Fournette here. Um, I'm going to pair him with Cooper Cup. I think that gives me a ton of touchdown upside between the two of them. Fournette, like we are scared that he's overweight and he's going to fall off a cliff here. I believe he's age 27, but I feel like we've been afraid of Fournette about the same thing for the past three years. And he keeps on chugging along. So just give him five, six passes a game from Tom Brady. We'll be just fine with Fournette here. Okay. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to think about Fournette. He's not a guy that I would draft just because of that. The Like the, one of those guys that I think the, you can you can lose your draft early because of of drafting a guy like him and it just doesn't work out for him but he also put up a ton of points last year so like yeah. what do i know like you guys know this stuff a lot more than i do um it's I, just a bet on brady honestly that's yeah, all it right <laughs> well and i don't know man like he, you know he brady i don't know what the heck's going on with him but uh my uh first pick team so this is the team three overall the uh, first pick was justin jefferson so again, I'm not sure that I want to go wide receiver, wide receiver. I'm I'm kind of looking at the tight ends, and I'm also looking at uh, the running backs. Uh, there's a Packer running back, so I can't even look at him. Um, but I I I think he's the best pure runner in the league. Again, this is maybe a little early for him, but I'm going to take Nick Chubb off the board. I don't think that these experts are going to mind me doing that. Um, and uh, I just you know I don't know what's going to happen with the Browns offense with the backup quarterback for the first 11 weeks, maybe that takes away from his value or maybe it increases his value because he's going to, they're going to run the ball more. But uh, to me, Chubb is, is the best pure runner in football. And uh, I think he's worth drafting in the second round. So I think you had it right earlier when you mentioned him and you said that while he's the best pure runner, you didn't think that he was the right decision in fantasy. I, <laughs> I think the words best pure runner, it was just made up to describe players that 
are really good at football, but not good for fantasy football. So I, I wouldn't take Chubb that high, but I totally get it. If you really want to stabilize your running back room, there are some shakier options if you're looking elsewhere. Um, so I am going to avoid the running back position for right now. And I'm going to take AJ Brown. Okay. Why? So Brown is quite possibly the best wide receiver on planet earth. I don't know if that's a hot take, but the efficiency and the dominance of targets that he showed in Tennessee, which is probably the worst possible environment you can think of for a wide receiver was oh, you, genuinely. You haven't impressive. watched bears football for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Last, fu- yeah. 50 years, fair. but okay. Yeah, go fair. on. <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully we never have to see AJ Brown on the bears, but I, I just think that the ceiling with him being paired with Jalen hurts, who is apparently his best friend in real life. It, it's just so high. The Eagles went out and made this move probably with the intention of throwing the ball more in mind early on in the year. The Eagles were very pass heavy, but it seemed like they realized they didn't have the personnel for it. Uh, But now it seems like that's the identity they want to have. So I'm happy to take AJ Brown anywhere around the two, three turn. Eric, you got the turn. Yep. So I've got uh, Jonathan Taylor to start. Um, So I got two picks in a row here. I am going to go ahead and grab Javante Williams, who's fallen a bit here. Uh, I know all the reasons why this could not work for Javante Williams, but I still think as my RB2, the ceiling is awfully high. So I really like that combination with Jonathan Taylor. And then um, a player I'm not drafting a lot, but it's because he doesn't fall this far, is Debo Samuel. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pair him here. Um, feels pretty good that, like, for Debo Samuel's case, um, I know maybe the Jimmy Garoppolo news is a little weird, but um, he's got Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo thrown to him. I think there's some stability there. And Debo, his incentives are going to lead him to run in the ball, just like he was last year. I think he's going to regress, but I think at the start of the third round, Debo is a really nice value. Yeah, I'm tempted to make a similar move here, Eric, and take a falling player that I normally wouldn't, but yeah. I'm actually not going to do that. I'm just going to stick with old reliable, and I'm going to take Kyle Pitts. There you go. That's an old reliable. The <laughs> second year pro is an old reliable. He, he's an old reliable for me this offseason. I draft him a lot in the third round. So really, when you look at this team I've built now through three rounds, Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Kyle Pitts, those are three players that are totally live to just lead their position in fantasy points. And I like having that shot at having a positional advantage in three different places. So Pitts himself was obviously amazing by rookie tight end standards, even by rookie wide receiver standards. He was quite efficient and quite impressive. All we need to see is him earn a few more targets as second year players normally do and hopefully score some extra touchdowns. And suddenly we're looking at another elite tight end. I am beside myself because I thought that I could let him go through the turn and have him come back to this team on number three, uh, but it has not happened. So uh, I, I lost my tight end opportunities. You took two tight ends with these with these first two teams that you're drafting ryan so yeah, on two uh, different teams yeah i know two different teams <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah so you've taken away my tight end strategy after i broke the seal with kelsey uh team three again this is uh justin jefferson and, and now nick chubb um so I, I come down here and i think that you could you could go either way because you did a balanced build right that's the beauty of taking a wide receiver and a running back um i think that given the board um 
I, uh, they got the two dolphins, which I just don't believe in. Um, I, I think that the most reliable player here is, uh, is actually Mike Evans. So I'm going to take Mike Evans off the board. Um, Evans is one of those guys that just produces. I know that he'll miss a game or two, uh, but he, at the end of the year, you look back and you say, wait, how did he put up 10 touchdowns and 1200 yards? It just happens every single year. It's just what Mike Evans does. So I guess I'm betting on Brady here. Um, and, uh, you know, Chris Godwin's coming back from an injury. Maybe he'll contribute, but if nothing else, uh, Evans is still the number one there. Yep. And he was in my consideration for this pick here. So, uh, you kind of cleared up my decision. Uh, you know, I, I planted uh, my flag on Jalen Waddle earlier in your show, so I'm going to go ahead and take him over Tyree Kill again. He's had a little bit of an injury that's held him out of camp. We're at the time where we just don't know if these players are actually hurt or not. Um, so I think he's going to be okay. Just worth noting that he has been missing time in camp with a, a kind of undescribed injury here. So we'll see. But um, Waddle just dominated as a rookie last year. We shouldn't overlook that. Tons of targets, and I don't think he's going away just because they added another weapon in Tyree Kill. So um, I'll let someone else take Tyree Kill. Let's see how, how far he falls here. He's not going to fall far. It's going <laughs> to be me so. taking him right now. Uh, I, Eric, yeah, we have talked a lot about the dichotomy between Waddle and Hill. Yep. I agree with you that Hill is somewhat mispriced, that they should be going much closer to each other. But I'll, I will happily draft Tyree Kill anytime yep. after Jalen Waddle. I think they're similar bets, really. Like yeah. we ideally both would have similar roles of being able to stretch the field and also vacuum up targets underneath. Uh, but we, it's really anyone's guess as to how that's going to shake out. We obviously know Tyree Kill is one of the fastest players in the league. Uh, I really next to Waddle. So it, yeah. it's kind of two doppelgangers here. So I'm yeah. happy to take Hill after Waddle for once as, as a value there. And I'll say, like, in a normal draft, I think I could maybe even get Waddle in the fourth round, maybe. But I know that I'm drafting with Ryan with every other pick, and uh, Jeff's already heard me talk him up. So this is a little bit different here. I, I'm I'm just amazed at how comfortable you guys are <laughs> drafting two third-round wide receivers with a really unproven quarterback. I'm not sure comfortable is the right word, but we're at an interesting spot in the draft here. I mean, um, we'll see some of these names coming off. There are some shaky quarterbacks about to come off the board. So uh, more on that in a moment. All right, so uh, back to this team six. So it started with Austin Eckler and T. Higgins. I come down here, and uh, there's a couple of personal favorites that I could take. I could I could break the seal at quarterback. I feel like these fancy guys will will kill me for that, but I might do it. Uh, it might be too early for that. Um, Kittle uh, is a personal favorite. He went to Iowa, so you know I'm <laughs> always going to love me some George Kittle. Uh, so this team might just be like personal favorite draft. I don't really know um, at this point. Uh, and then I'd have to go down to kind of that next level of wide receivers. I have to come down to the, the next level of running backs if I wanted to go that direction. So there's a lot of options here. You feel like you're maybe like kind of losing a tier. Uh, mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of compelled by Ryan saying like a live player to win the week kind of thing and or to to, to lead their position. And, and those guys generally can like win you a week. And so I'm, I'm kind of thinking about taking one of these star players, either the tight end or the, the quarterback. Um, I am going to, I'm, I'm going to take Josh Allen. Um, I have benefited from Josh Allen being uh, a cyborg in the <laughs> past. And uh, I will, uh, I will take his, his amazing ceiling here with this team that I'm, I'm really liking shaping up here. 
Yeah, and he's got an ADP of 24 overall, so you got a little bit of a discount there. I, I think once you get through this part of the draft, you can certainly start considering Allen. So um, I'm going to draft a two wide receiver team so far, Stefan Diggs and DJ Moore. Uh, so I could go a million different ways with this pick. Let's go ahead and take someone I know that you won't draft off the board here. I'm going to go with Aaron Jones. Uh, not someone I'm drafting a ton here, but I think on a two wide receiver team, he's a pretty good value here in the mid third round. I think the Packers are going to have to lean on their running backs because I don't trust any of their receivers. So I like Aaron Jones here and um, yeah, gives me a nice little start two receivers, one running back. Yeah, I was starting to wonder when Aaron Jones was going to come off the board. I knew it would be to Eric because I'm also <laughs> not a big Aaron Jones person and he definitely is. So gl glad that you got him there at value. Yeah. Uh, so there's, really not i feel like there aren't many directions i can go here so i've got Najee and cd lamb i do not like drafting running backs at all in this range of the draft so i'm really just looking at the wide receiver position uh i guess i'm gonna take michael pittman off the board oh wow okay talk about so, yeah sure so pittman in his sophomore year last year basically had a textbook sophomore breakout we saw his target share increase it was exactly what you would want to see from a second year player not somebody i've been huge on through the start of his career but it's hard to argue with results on the field he gets what is likely a quarterback upgrade in matt ryan uh ryan has been pretty prolific at targeting outside wide receivers of which Pittman certainly is so I think taking him here towards the back half of the third is pretty good value. And he, he's not a guy I get all that often either. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I went into my draft with him as a uh, target, but it did not work <laughs> out. So uh, this, this, uh, this is team nine, Dalvin Cook, uh, Joe Mixon. So I've, I've got my running backs. I don't have to worry about running back here. Obviously, I could take one and put them in the flex, but you know we're at the point with running backs that I think you, you wait yeah. here. Uh, need need some pass catchers here. Um, you know eh, who 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 could finish as a wide receiver one. Um, I, I think there's kind of two options here, uh, maybe, maybe three, but I, you guys are going to potentially disagree here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm taking a look here at maybe the safer options and uh, Deontay Johnson sitting there. Um, that's interesting. So I think for this team, uh, Dalvin cook, Joe Mixon, I'm going to take my first wide receiver and I'm going to put Cortland Sutton 
And the reason why is I think that Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton make the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> I think those are the two that work together. I'm not a fan of Jerry Judy, not to reveal my hand for later rounds, but I don't think Judy's the guy to draft this year. I think it's Cortland Sutton. I think the reports support that. I think that was obvious coming in. Um, and I, I think if they're going to really listen to Russ on how to build this offense, they're going to target Cortland Sutton quite a bit this year. Yeah, no, I love that pick there. Uh, I mean, this is a really jumbled group of receiver here. We're going to have to be taking a few of them because we had a couple heavy running back builds here. So uh, I'm up with Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. Um, again, I it's it's a little scary drafting these injured players right now that we don't really know what their status is. But I'm going to go with Deontay Johnson. I'm going to hope this quarterback situation shakes itself out. Um, he just draws a ton of targets every single year. I think Kenny Pickett has shown enough in the preseason where like if Trubisky flops, I don't think they're going to a complete disaster at quarterback. And uh, Roethlisberger was close to that last year. So um, Deontay Johnson's going to draw targets. And uh, I, as much as George Pickens looks good right now, uh, I still Deontay's the clear wide receiver one in that offense. Yeah, hard to argue going with Deontay Johnson. It's just that sort of that stalwart safe pick that's impossible to get too upset with. Um, so I'm going to go with the other end of that dichotomy that Jeff mentioned and take Jerry Judy here as my first wide receiver in this build, adding him to Swift and Barkley. So really the case for Judy is kind of similar to the case for Sutton. Obviously there's a lot of unknown upside in which role both of these players are going to play in the Russell Wilson led offense. Uh, when you look at their efficiencies, Judy has been better at earning targets over his career than Sutton has been. You can make arguments either way about the injuries both have sustained, but I think the point is that you should try to leave your draft with either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy. We've drafted them higher here than people generally do, so I think it shouldn't be too hard for you to get one of those in, say, the fourth round of most home league drafts. All right, I'm at the turn. Uh, pick 12. This is Devontae Adams and Travis Kelsey in the first two rounds. So, um, you know, I, I've got the tight end. I've got one wide receiver. I'm, you know, I know that this is kind of a dead zone on running backs, but I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take Cam Akers off the board. And I know that he was struggling a little bit with injury. Maybe people are going to be scared of taking Akers this high. I'm not because I think he's a good player. He's well enough removed from that injury where I think he's going to come back strong and he's in one of the best offenses in the league. Now I know that Darrell Henderson is around and did fine in this role. Cam Akers is a better prospect. He's a better player. Um, so I, I think that that's uh, about as good as you can hope for when you're waiting until the end of round three to get your first running back. At least that's in my opinion. Um, and then uh, I'm going to uh, look at wide receivers and see if there's anybody else that I think could be a difference maker here. Um, yeah, quick uh, note on uh, Akers. He did return to practice on Monday, so that's a good sign. So uh, he's a little – I have him ranked a little lower than that, but I do understand when you're picking your RB1 here, uh, he's maybe the profile of the RB1, the only one that's left here. Well, the other guys I think that are left are safe. Yeah, um, yeah. If you, want well, the you know, they're, they're, more like the, they're more like the high floor, and that's there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and then I think that maybe the guy, the other guy that's a, the higher ceiling guys, I'm not, I don't like those offenses, right? I mean, Brees Hall and, and, and Travis Etienne, I'm not convinced that that's, those are offenses that I want to invest in. So a lot of what my fantasy approach comes down to is what offenses I like. 
right. right? It's what players I like <laughs> and what right. offenses I like. So, um, uh, and speaking of that, I will I will take another AFC West players. I'm going to take Michael Williams here. So, um, yeah. I'll just I'll take him off the board. I think he's got, uh, you know, they invested in him. Uh, he's got another cyborg that throws balls uh, in in LA to him uh, with uh, Justin Herbert. So, um, I'll take Williams off the board to give myself two wide receivers and one running back and one tight end with that team. Yeah. So good pick. Cause that's exactly who I was about to take. Um, I've honestly been fading both chargers wide receivers a little bit this year, more than you'd expect based on how good we think that offense can be. I just have concerns around both of them really um, probably more concerned for Keenan Allen, but I'm still going to take him here. Uh, he did see a drop in efficiency and his target share last year. Uh, but it's real when you're looking at the board like this, I'm not going to add a third running back to this build where I started running back, running back. I don't really want to go further down to receivers like Allen Robinson or Juju Smith Schuster, both of whom I like, but have a lot more uncertainty in their role than somebody like Keenan Allen. So I'm going to go with kind of the safe, boring pick and take Allen. All right. And I've got a Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Deontay Johnson build here. Uh, so I'm definitely looking at receiver here. And, you know, it's uh, it's not a pretty quarterback situation, but I'm going to bet on the talent. Go with Terry McLaurin here. I'm hoping that Carson Wentz just provides somewhat of a downfield element. And I think that could really be huge for Terry McLaurin. So everyone who grades receivers um, by the route running loves Terry McLaurin. Let's just hope this all clicks for him this year with just just give us 14 games of Wentz throwing the ball downfield a little bit, and I think we'll be in good shape here. I love, yeah, I mean, I love T- Terry McLaurin, the player. It's just, it's a matter of that offense. <laughs> Asterix. So, um, yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, we're back to team nine. Uh, this is Cook, Mixon, and Sutton. So, again, I've got my two running backs. I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, I've got one wide receiver. Feels like there's a lot of good wide receivers still on the board. Um, there's, one tight end that again I'm contractually obligated to love uh because he went to Iowa and uh it kind of falls after that. Um I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna take George Kittle on this team. I know that Kittle can disappear at times and that's a little scary. Uh but he can also take over games. I don't know what's happening with the quarterback situation. Maybe I should be a little bit more concerned, but I also think that he's just kind of a freak and those freaks can win you weeks. And I like having players like that on your team. So I'm going to take Kittle off the board here. Yeah, I'd agree. Kittle scares me, but the the week to week upside for him to just post a 40 point fantasy performance is there and you can't totally ignore that. Um, I'm going to take another wide receiver off the board now. So this build will be one running back and three wide receivers, and I'm going to take Hollywood Brown. So Hollywood, here's the thing with Hollywood. He is underrated because he has been confined to a low volume Baltimore passing offense. It, the volume went up a little bit last year and that was great. He had a top 24 year and on the Cardinals, I think he can improve on that. His target share last year was higher than a player like Deandre Hopkins, for example, was able to command. I think he's just going to be the clear target leader in Arizona playing with his college quarterback. What more can you ask for? Yeah. 
And so I'm going to go receiver here as well. I've started Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Aaron Jones. I could go with the running back here, uh, but I don't like kind of correcting your running back problem when you take one, uh, when you don't take one in the first two rounds. Um, I'm actually going to take Chris Godwin here. We don't really know how long he's going to be out. Uh, they haven't ruled him out at any point in the regular season. So if I can grab him as my wide receiver three, uh, that just feels like a ton of upside. If I have to, I can put someone in early, play them as my wide receiver three, and then maybe I have two wide receiver ones here after a few weeks. So I, I could have gone running back there, but I, I feel like it's better to just play to your strengths and keep going with your uh, your wide receivers in this build. All right, I'm back to this team six, uh, which has been populated by favorites, and I'm going to continue that trend. So yeah. Austin Eckler, T. Higgins, Josh Allen. Uh, this this might not go in the direction that you guys think, but maybe it will. Um, I'm going to take the safest running back that's re- available. This guy's going to have a huge amount of volume. I think that the Khalil Herbert stuff is a little overblown, uh, you guys. I think uh, <laughs> David Montgomery is going to have a monster, monster carry share, and I think that he's going to um, – he looks – like he's just ready to go. Like he, he is absolutely just, uh, is like a, you know, a horse in the stable that like can't stay still. Right. Like he's like, let's go, let's race. Right. Like, I mean, he <laughs> is, he's really rare to go. Um, and he looks good to me. He, he, he looks a little, I think he's going to thrive in this offense. Um, I think he's going to thrive with, uh, an offensive system that allows him to, uh, actually have a passing game around him. Right. So, so that's, uh, I think it's going to work for him better. Um, I, I'm not worried about his carry share here. Um, to me, it's the safest RB2 on the board. All right. So on this team, I have Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, and Tyree Kill. So I don't have a running back yet. Normally, this is around where I would target a running back if I've gone zero RB through three rounds. But kind of reading the board and looking at the players still available, I think I can get away with waiting another round and still getting a guy I like. So instead of going running back, I'm going to go wide receiver again with Juju Smith-Schuster. So Juju is a player that catches a lot of undeserved hate. Uh, His first two years in the league, we were talking about this guy as a easy top five dynasty wide receiver with what he did through two years insanely productive extremely young he's still just like 25 years old even on his second contract now so i think that with patrick mahomes if juju can see somewhat of a role change get away from the really low average depth of target that he was seeing with ben roethlisberger that even if juju commands like only a 20 percent target share in the chief's offense then that could still be a 10 to 12 touchdown season and he finishes as a top 24 receiver or even better. So I'm getting a lot of juju this year. All right. And this is going to be a weird team for me here, but I just don't want to let this player slide anymore. Uh, Ryan just passed on taking a running back here. So I'm going to take James Connor. Like he's going to be the lead back on a really good offense. This is way below his ADP. It feels weird pairing him with Leonard Fournette. They're kind of a similar type player here, I think. Um, but I don't know. I just like the value and uh, I don't have to draft another running back on this team for like six rounds if I don't want to. So I'm uh, giving Fournette and Connor. We'll just pray for touchdowns every week. Yeah, that's a high, high <laughs> touchdown upside. Maybe not, uh, you know, maybe not a lot of not other fun stuff. players. Jeff. I don't know. Not, not my favorite. Players They're not yet. fun, <laughs> no. It's, but like you say, you can't you can't pass up the value. So uh, we're back to this team three for me, Justin Jefferson, Nick Chubb and Mike Evans. So I've got two wide receivers, one running back and go a couple different directions here. Um, I don't really know what you guys are going to do here. Um, 
You guys are already kind of bouncing around the board uh, in a fun way, uh, in, in a good way, guys. Like, not I'm not not being critical here. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think that, I think I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take Justin Herbert on this team. Uh, again, I'm biased, AFC West, and I understand maybe taking Herbert over Mahomes might make some, rankle some people, uh, but I've got two teams ahead of me that have four picks, um, and so I, I kind of don't want to be left out of, I, again, I don't know if these guys are going to take quarterbacks, but if they both take a quarterback for these teams um, and, you know, these guys have a chance to just set the market here, um, then I'm going to be out of a quarterback here and I have to wait a little longer and I kind of want a nice quarterback for this team. So I'm going to take Justin Herbert here. Yeah, I think that's a totally fine spot for Herbert. Um, so I'm at a interesting position here. I have Christian McCaffrey, AJ Brown and Kyle Pitts, one at each position. So I can go any direction really, but looking at the, again, looking at the players on the board still, I think there is a teardrop coming up here at wide receiver. So I'm, unless I'm forgetting somebody, but I'm going to take the last guy in this tier, Alan Robinson. So a Rob is a player I'm super scared of this year. Um, I'm drafting him some, but not a ton. The thing is if you, and I'll, I'll be interested in Jeff's opinion here. It just kind of looked like he quit on the bears last year. And it, I'm not even sure I can hold that against him very much. He's still in his prime. He's now in one of the better situations for a wide receiver that we see. I, if this is like the Odell Beckham role from the end of last year on the Rams, then a Rob is potentially going to challenge for top 12 wide receiver status. So I'm happy to take him here. I think the ceiling is high. The floor is scary. People are probably rightfully a little scared of him. Good player. Good route runner. Uh, he did look like he kind of gave up last year, but it may have been a combination of frustration with Matt Nagy, which we all had, and mm -hmm. the fact that when Justin Fields came in, he didn't really have a rapport with Allen Robinson because he wasn't given any first-team reps uh, in camp. And so he built it with some of the other guys, but he just never, never really built it with Robinson. So fresh start for him. He's in a good role. He's in a good offense. They're going to know how to use him. He, you know, again, one of the better route runners in the league uh, in high volume offense makes a lot of sense. Well, that was one of my next picks. So I need to regroup here, but um, there's a couple of receivers that I do still like on the board, just trying to decide between them here. Um you know, and I'm not paying too much attention to ADP here just because of the people I'm drafting against. So, yeah, let's go for it. Um, I really like uh, Rashad Bateman's chances this year. Uh, it may be a little early for him, uh, but this is a second-year player with a ton of volume opportunity in Baltimore. And then I'm going to go with another underrated player. It's probably way above his ADP. Um, I'm going to go with Darnell Mooney here. Uh, I just <laughs> think there's a ton of volume opportunity here. I'm going to load those up for my three receivers, Debo, Bateman, and Mooney. And I feel pretty good about that group after starting with Jonathan Taylor and uh, Javante Williams. And I, I can't imagine Mooney was going to be here on the way back. So uh, this was the chance to get him on this team. Here I thought I could sneak him by uh, <laughs> on this turn here. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Uh, you, your quarterbacks fell, though, I think. Yeah, I figure you know what. In hindsight, you guys wouldn't have drafted him, so you know it, I should have I should have done Mooney and then gotten one of the QBs. But okay, it is what it is. Yeah. All right. So now I'm still in a pretty interesting position. I think I can go wide receiver here, but I think that there is some running back value falling for once. It probably has something to do with the people I'm drafting against. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just take fifth round Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, I'm a little surprised. I don't think I've 
seen this happen, even in some of the sicko diehard zero RB <laughs> drafts that I've been in. Zeke in the fifth is like, look, we can talk till we're blue in the face about how Zeke is not an efficient player, how Tony Pollard could be better than him, how we want the Cowboys to give Tony Pollard that role. But the fact is they paid Zeke entirely too much money. Jerry Jones is very invested in Ezekiel Elliott continuing to be the bell cow in Dallas. It's probably going to continue happening this year if he stays healthy. So in the fifth round, I'm happy to take that upside profile. I just don't think he's that good of a player anymore. I, I just don't. I, I mean, I, I get why you would. I mean, obviously in the fifth round, you just take him. I just, just I don't know. He's just the guy that's just kind of off my board. Like, I yeah, just don't I, really... I don't disagree with you at all. Like, I, I'm not drafting Zeke this year, but in the fifth, it's hard to say no. All right, team three. Uh, so I've got two wide receivers, a quarterback, uh, and one running back. And like you say, there's maybe some running back value that's left. Um, I'm I'm scared of this. Uh, but I, uh, boy, I mean, I, I, I hate taking bad offenses, but I know that those guys have a lot of volume upside potential here. Um, but I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to take Mitchell from, from the, the Niners. And, and really it's because I'm buying into the offense and I'm buying into like two reports to say that he's going to be the lead guy. So uh, is is he going to be by the end of the year? Who knows? Uh, you know, is it going to be Trey Sermon that's going to like get out of the doghouse and then be the guy? I have no idea. But the fifth round to be the RB two, uh, and he's got just like high potential upside. And who knows what's happening at the quarterback position? I'll I'll, I'll take Mitchell here. All right, and uh, hey, this is a weird team I got going, so I'm just going to continue with it. Um, started out Cooper Cup, Leonard Fournette, Jalen Waddle, James Connor. Let's just put it over the top. Give me DK Metcalf here. Um, at some point, like I know the quarterback situation is horrible, but he's a freak. Let's let's just post him up in the end zone for about eight touchdowns this year, and I'll be more than happy with him in the eighth or the fifth round. So give me DK Metcalf. I probably like him way more than I should, even with this quarterback situation. Yeah, I've kind of found myself wondering how dumb I will feel if I'm wrong about DK Metcalf this year, <laughs> because I, I have zero. I've been completely fading that offense, um, but it, it'll be pretty funny if I look up and he's the top 12 wide receiver this year. Um, so I am back to my team that is still zero RB through four rounds. We've got Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, Tyree Kill, and a player that I can't even make out on this board. Juju. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Um, so they, there are two directions I could go. I could go with the big baller move and just take Mahomes and stack him with Juju. Um, or I could go with, I think, an equally fun pick, and it's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take Travis Etienne in the fifth round. Etienne's a player that I was drafting a lot very early this summer uh, before his ADP was kind of creeping up into the third and the fourth round. At, at the cost of a fifth rounder, I'm happy to bet on his upside just as a pass catcher catching passes from his college quarterback. I and similarly to Swift, I don't think it matters that much if the Jaguars are any good this year. Etienne is going to thrive in those negative game scripts catching passes. So happy to have him as the RB1 on this zero RB team. Yep. All right. Uh team six. Had some favorites on it. Austin Eckler pairs with uh, David Montgomery. I've got T. Higgins. I've got Josh Allen. So uh, I've, I need another wide receiver, or I could 
potentially do a tight end here. Uh, to me, I actually feel like the wide receivers have kind of dried up uh, to a certain extent here, um, at least in this part of the draft. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my dice roll on Brandon Ayuk, and I like him a lot. I understand that he might be the third option on the team, and I just drafted the San Francisco running back with a different team. Um, this is kind of one of my guys that I've put a bet in. I kind of lost it last year, but then towards the end of the year, he really picked up and he was really valuable. And so it does seem like he's coming in this year as not in the dog, not in the Kyle Shanahan doghouse. He's now uh, someone who's being praised by Kyle Shanahan. So it seems to me like Ix uh, uh, going to have a potentially big year here. So he he does still fit the favorite category uh of a guy that i've invested in, in the past and personally invested in so he's he's on team six all right uh team seven give me Brees hall here um i pair him with aaron jones and then at receiver i have stefan diggs dj moore and chris godwin hall is like there's no running back even remotely left in his tier we, we've dried it all up in my opinion um it's a big fall from here so i i could have taken a quarterback here i kind of want us to start drafting some quarterbacks but i just can't pass up on Brees hall there's a low floor for him but i do think there's big upside if he catches passes in this offense yeah i can't blame you at all for taking hall he was, was definitely on my radar as well um so now on this team, I have Najee Harris as my single hero running back and then three receivers, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown. I am going to add yet another receiver. I'm going to take Amon Ross St. Brown. So he put up one of the more impressive rookie seasons we saw last year, last year especially in the final six or so weeks. Yes, you can say that nobody else was healthy on his team, but there are plenty of players that have opportunities like that in totally empty offenses. And most of them don't do what Amon Ross St. Brown did. I think he's very good. And I think that he's one of the best upside receivers on the board in round five. So drafting a lot of them this year. That would have been my next pick for this team that I have uh, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, uh, Cortland Sutton, and George Kittle. So I've got only one wide receiver um, I don't have a quarterback. Um, I'm going to be weak at wide receiver on this team, but I am going to take the other quarterback off the board. Uh, I will take, uh, or not the other quarterback. There's plenty of quarterbacks. I will take the other quarterback in this like stratospheric tier. Um, I will take Mahomes, which means that I drafted all three quarterbacks against uh, of the top quarterbacks against two fantasy pros, which means that I almost certainly lost because that's not, you know, the fantasy pros do not draft quarterbacks early. I understand that. I knew that going in. I even tried to like hold myself back, but I couldn't resist taking these guys on these teams. So I, I got Mahomes on this squad. No, I mean, I think fourth and fifth rounds fair game for these players. So you're not going to get much pushback from me. I was considering quarterbacks here as well. Uh, so I've got a Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin team. Man, there's a million different ways I could go with this. Um, I could go quarterback. I could get another receiver here for my wide receiver three. You know, I think I might take Darren Waller though. I'm going to get the last tight end on the board. He's not a player that I draft a ton of, but like, I think we are discounting him a little too much. Um, he's still going to get the ball. He's still talented, and he's clearly the end of a tier at tight end. So uh, put, put Waller on that team. I like this start. All right. So I am a little bit flummoxed on where to go here. So I started with two running backs on this team, DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, and then I went Jerry, Judy, Keenan, Allen. So pretty balanced build. Uh, I'm actually going to take another quarterback off the board in Jalen Hurts. Oh. So 
I have Hertz ranked as the second overall quarterback this year. Uh, I just talked up AJ Brown. That's a big part of the reason why. Uh, I absolutely hate making Josh Allen comparisons to any other quarterback, but it it seems like a fairly analogous situation where Stefan Diggs comes to Buffalo. All of a sudden, Josh Allen is a really good passer. I think that that is totally in Hertz's range of outcomes this year. He was already a high-end fantasy producer last year, even without getting much done through the air. I think that Hertz is probably my biggest target at quarterback at least in the early rounds this year. All right. And so to end, uh, I think this exercise as well, cause we're at an hour, but uh, for team 12, I've got Devonte Adams and Mike Williams at wide receiver. I've got the top tight end on the board, Travis Kelsey, and I've got cam acres as my only running back. Um, so for this team to close it out, you know, I could go with another running back, uh, again, it's it's not a terrible situation. You, you go with the running back. You obviously can go more wide receivers, um, or you can take a quarterback off the board. Uh, there's already been four quarterbacks taken. Um, so then you start to do the math, like how many quarterbacks are left. Um, is there going to be a run? You know, again, you're at the turn. So like you send them back, you know, is anything, what's going to come back to you? Um, and where might you be in that situation? Uh, those are the things you got to start thinking about. Um, you know, do you, do you, kind of take a chance on a guy that you might not love. Uh, you, you know, that's probably what I'm going to have to do here. Um, I, I think that it's probably going to be Gibson is the smart choice here because uh, he, well, he has less competition than he had uh, a few days ago uh, for, for carries. And I think we're probably beating him up a little bit too much because we had super high expectations on him coming into last year and he did not fill those um, but I think that he's got a pretty high carry share that he's going to carry forward in this year. And um, he's got talent. I mean, I, so I think we just kind of beat him up as a fantasy community because he didn't meet our expectations, but that's also partly on us. That's our fault uh, for putting high expectations on there. So, so that's kind of the end of round five. I think that maybe we go through real quick and maybe just talk about each of our teams or where we're at or what you like or the board overall. Um and uh, you know where where you would maybe go from there. So I don't know if you wanted to start back with round with team one and then just kind of work yeah. work your way through Eric, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, I mean, I think it was hard to pass on the value of Javante Williams um, at the end of the second round. Uh, but if I pass on him there, I can start Jonathan Taylor, Debo Samuel, and Mike Evans, and then like maybe pick up. Uh, one of these running backs in the fourth or fifth round um, instead of having Debo, Bateman, and Mooney. I do like the team, but I, I think maybe I'm better off downgrading Javante Williams and upgrading one of those wide receivers. So I, I think that's probably where I would nitpick this team. Um, but I do think Javante is my RB2 is a bunch of upside. So I'm, I'm not real down on it, but that, that would be my main sticking point with this uh, team one build. Yeah, and I guess looking at team number two, so I have Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, Kyle Pitts, Allen Robinson, Ezekiel Elliott. My real concern here is I really like the first three picks, or really the first four picks. I think Zeke on the end there is kind of handicapping me. I'm not sure like if we were continuing this, what I would be able to see at wide receiver at the end of the sixth round, so... Only having two of them through five rounds is a little light for me. So I'd say that would be my nitpick. But I, again, it's hard not to draft Ezekiel Elliott in round five. Sometimes player falls, right? You just you just don't know what's going to happen in the draft. 
Uh, so my first team, uh, Justin Jefferson, and then I went Nick Chubb. And I feel like I would have gotten Nick Chubb if I if just would have sent him back. So this is where, you know, you, you look at the four players that were taken before you get to draft again, because those are the, the guys that you're drafting against. That's how I always see it. And um, I really wanted to try to come out of that with, uh, with with Kyle Pitts and with with either Chubb or Evans or something like that. That's what I was thinking for that team. Uh, but I really wanted Pitts. I just thought I could sneak him past because um, I just I don't know where these guys are at. I've never drafted against them, um, and so I, that's a little bit of my regret there. Um, but I, I, again, I like Chubb as a player. Uh, Evans, I really like as a player. Uh, and then in the fourth round, I take I take Herbert. I, I definitely probably could have got him. Um, and then I what I should have done is just taken Mooney first and then taken one of the quarterbacks on the way back. So um, you know, live and learn. But but uh, this team I think is set up to do okay it's got two running backs uh and uh two wide receivers um and it's got a, a cyborg quarterback i mean you can fill out this team and it can be competitive yeah and, and to be fair i think i took mooney like a full round over adp so you probably couldn't have seen him going there so um okay so uh my fourth team i think is probably my my least favorite i starting out with cooper cup and then leonard fournette jalen waddle James Conner, DK Metcalf. This was the team I kind of caught some of the following ADP guys. I really don't know what I would have done differently, though, in the second and third round. It's just a weird spot in the draft. And with you all drafting, nobody really fell. I think sometimes I could get T. Higgins there or DJ Moore. So, man, I, I think I was just kind of caught in between a few different places here. Maybe I just keep letting Conner fall and embrace the the one RB build. Um, so I don't know. This is not a team I would draft a lot of with Fournette and Conner. Um, but, hey we've seen crazier teams work out if they stay healthy and DK Metcalf goes off all of a sudden I've got a strong team here. Yeah. You've got, you've got a pair of hyper fragile running backs there, <laughs> but that sometimes that's the optimal way to draft. Um, so for my next team, I've got Jamar Chase, Mark Andrews, Tyreek Hill, Juju and Etienne. This might be my favorite of the teams I've drafted. Uh, in, and which is weird because it includes two players. I'm not getting much in Andrews and Hill. But I, just the positional advantage this team has at wide receiver and at tight end potentially is huge. And all it takes is Etienne paying off his draft cost. And this team is a juggernaut, really. I It would have to fill in the RB2 slot somewhere along the way, but that's not all that hard to do most of the time, especially if you're taking stabs on a lot of running backs late. Team six it turned into players that I really like personally, and uh, it's a really even build. Again, this is something that is almost kind of textbook in a, in a lot of ways, I think. Uh, so it's Austin Eckler, T. Higgins. Uh, so I've got RB1. I've got a wide receiver one. I, I do believe T. Higgins is a wide receiver one. I've got Josh Allen, who can be number one overall uh, quarterback. I've got uh, I've got David Montgomery, who I think is a, a rock-solid RB2 um, good, I, I think good value there. And then Brandon Ayuk, who I think is um, a, a nice gamble as a wide receiver too, because I think that he could potentially hop into that wide receiver one with, with his talent. So uh, this is, these are players that I, this is one of those rare times where I think I drafted players that I like, but it, I think it actually looks like a pretty smart, like balanced build with potential to actually pay off. Yeah. I like that squad um, from the seventh pick. I, this is probably my favorite team here. Uh, I start Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, Aaron Jones, Chris Godwin, and Brees Hall. Um, in retrospect, if I had known that Brees Hall was going to be sitting there in the fifth round, 
I probably could pivot from Aaron Jones to Cortland Sutton and just go full zero RB build. It's probably the preferable strategy there, but I don't mind despite most uh, most of the other people I'm drafting with not liking Aaron Jones. I think he's a solid pick uh, mid to late third round. So I do like the value there, but with Diggs, DJ Moore, and Chris Godwin, I think I really have three receivers that can be wide receiver ones this year. So um, I really like this team overall. Yeah, I think that team is interesting too because you could just swap where you took Aaron Jones and DJ Moore and suddenly it's a, a it's a very common or realistic looking <laughs> team for ADP. It yeah. it looks funny with them switched. Um so looking at my next team, I started out Najee Harris as my hero running back and then went CD Lamb, Michael Pittman, Hollywood Brown and Amon Ross St. Brown. I actually take back what I said earlier. This is my favorite team that I drafted. <laughs> um, the, the hero RB strategy is personally my favorite. I like getting one running back that has a good shot to finish as the RB one overall early and then just hammering all of the value at wide receiver. And e- even in a draft like this, where we're drafting pretty receiver heavy, I'm really happy with this group. Having Amon Ra in your flex is an advantage over most other people's flexes, and I've got an advantage at every receiver spot. So I'm loving this team. Uh, Team nine has Dalvin Cook and Joe Mixon, so probably the one of the best running back pairs. I mean, these other guys are going to argue with me in the next two teams, but I think that's a really solid running back uh, tandem. It's got Cortland Sutton as its only wide receiver. So there's a lot of work left to do with the wide receiver position, particularly since the assumption is that this is a PPR league. Uh, George Kittle is going to be the tight end, and then Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback. So in terms of how this board fell, and again, part of it was me pushing these players, but value at the end of tiers, right? Uh, getting Mahomes as the third quarterback, you know, uh, you know, half a round after the second quarterback was taken, Kittle, uh, kind of sort of the last of that potentially number one overall tight end breed, unless you're going to say Waller will be. So I, you know, I, I, it's more like super old school where you draft two running backs at the beginning. How do you follow that up? Most people probably take more wide receivers, but I like taking the, the potential number one overall player at those other positions. Yeah, it's funny how this range of the draft sets up for two running backs here too. So uh, 10th pick, I start Derrick Henry, Alvin Kamara, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin, and Darren Waller. I do like this team. I'm not drafting a ton of Henry or Kamara, but there's a huge amount of upside there. And I'm coming back in the sixth round with a pick here pretty quick. And there are actually some receivers I still like as my wide receiver three to fill that out. So, I mean, I've got options like DeAndre Hopkins, um, Devontae Smith. You know, there's there's some interesting names. So I still think I can fill out my wide receiver three relatively well. I'll be drafting a lot of them over the next few rounds, and they, they probably will run out for me a little bit. But a lot of upside on this team. This would be a team I would probably wait as long as I could on quarterback since I took Darren Waller really early. So maybe I'm looking at a, a Justin Fields late or something like that with this team. So um, I, I think it would work out well I just as long as these wide receivers don't dry up over the next three rounds. Yeah, so similar thoughts on my last team. I have DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley, and then Jerry Judy, Keenan Allen, Jalen Hurts. Uh, So anytime that I'm drafting a running back early, you have to view it as a possible landmine. The injury rates, the bust rates are just so much higher with running backs early on than they are with receivers. So this really qualifies as a hyper-fragile build. 
And even in my receiver room with Jerry Judy and Keenan Allen, there's a lot of fragility there too. I Judy could simply be like a decent player that is not going to take the next step with Russell Wilson. Keenan Allen could be on the downswing of his career. So th this team could potentially get very, very rough very quickly. Um, the next pick would have to be a wide receiver. It, I would probably pick Elijah Moore. Um, so just to try to shore up some, at least a target floor um, in my receiver room. And then the last team, Devontae Adams and Kelsey in the first two rounds, you know, it's kind of interesting to look at the board and, you know, you could have gone that traditional two running back route here as well. Uh, felt like I was already going to do that with team nine. So, um, you know, went a different direction. You've got a guy that, potentially could be the number one wide receiver in that new offense. You've got a guy that almost certainly um, has a really good chance of being the number one overall tight end. Uh, and then after that, I, I almost feel like I probably should have leaned into grabbing two wide receivers in the next pick. Uh, maybe leave Cam Akers alone, take uh, take Mike Williams, and then maybe take a guy like Terry McLaurin and then just have like really great pass catchers and lean into that a little bit more. Um, did not do that uh, and, you know, took took Cam Akers and Mike Williams instead to kind of balance it out a little bit. Uh, and then Gibson there in the fifth round. And then after that, again, I, I mean, I don't know what I would have done. I probably would have tried to take another wide receiver. I just didn't. No one was jumping out at me uh, that said, like, you got to take him here. So um, I think overall uh, being in the middle of the draft and this particular draft seemed like it kind of peaked out for a lot of us. Like that's where we, you know, that six through eight range really seemed to be a lot of our favorites uh, for, for this particular draft. Every draft's a little different. If we would have like, you know, etch a sketch this out and start over again, you know, things would different change. Uh, people would have made different decisions and all of a sudden we would have been doing different things. But um, I think you can, you can learn a lot about, you know, your own strategy. You can learn a lot about if I take this player, what does that mean? you know, a little bit further down the line, where are these runs at? Um, that That's the kind of stuff that the draft prep, I think is always pretty interesting. And I think you can draft well from any position. <laughs> um, yeah. It's just a matter of understanding maybe what you're trying to go for when you're trying to go for the the ceiling players and when you're trying to just build a, build a basic floor, build positional value. So um, really interesting stuff. I like drafting against you guys because you guys obviously know what you're doing. Um, that's all I have. Um, what do you guys got going on at the site? What do you, you know, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? All that kind of good stuff. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm at Eric Smith QBL, uh, the sites at the QB list. It's a weird time of the year. It feels like we've done everything at this point. Like we've done all of our draft prep. It's all out there. Um, we got a ton of good podcasts, the QB list, fantasy football podcast. Uh, I got to start prepping for my home league. That's my biggest draft of the year. So that's where mine's my mind's starting to go. I don't know about you, Ryan. Yeah, no, I, Personally, my home league became a dynasty league a couple years ago, so I don't get to participate in the excitement of the home league anymore, which is real kind of disappointing for me, honestly. Maybe we need to start up another one. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me at QBL Ryan. Uh, all my work is on QB list on the website. I recently wrote a really big article about how to find juggernaut running backs early in your draft. Uh, the running backs with the highest ceilings that are going to win you your league. So check that out. We plugged Ryan's paper on the paper. Not, you know, Ryan's you can call that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was long, right? Um, we, we plugged that on the running back episode. There, there are uh, Eric and I did an episode for for each 
position group that's out there if you want to get into the specifics this was just kind of putting it all together kind of showing how this would work out and you know even though quarterbacks you know might be s tier you know that's not the same thing as a running back s tier right like so you know just kind of trying to compare and contrast where those guys go um otherwise like i think for those of you that are novices haven't done a lot of drafting my my best advice to you is have a little fun with it like maybe take players that you like don't get too caught up definitely don't take players you don't like um just because they're next on the sheet so uh that's 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 a way to like not enjoy fantasy you don't want to be sitting there on a sunday night cheering for aaron Rodgers to do well when you're a bears fan like just don't do it just don't do it just don't draft him so um you know have a little fun with it if you're more advanced uh you know definitely be reading the qb list stuff you should be reading it if you're a beginner too but if you're advanced and you really want to dig in these guys got the best stuff on the internet and the the other thing about them i'll say is these guys are accessible you you want to chat at them on twitter they will respond to you um, you know, you're not going to get that from field Yates. You're not going to get that from some of these bigger guys because they've got, you know, 2 million followers, right? Um, these guys are really into this stuff. They really enjoy it and they like the conversation. So, uh, follow them on Twitter, uh, read their work. It's all really good stuff. And I really appreciate the time that both of you have given and especially Eric, um, to go through this entire series with me. I really appreciate it. Oh yeah, it's been a blast. So thanks for having me. We're we're on Reddit. We're in our fantasy football. We're on Twitter. We're we're everywhere. So just yeah, come talk some football with us. That's all we do around the clock. Awesome guys. All right, thanks. Uh, until next time, guys. Uh, we'll be back soon with more bear stuff. Um, and then next week, I'm going to do a gambling show. Um, so your preseason bets. We're going to get some of that going. So uh, we'll see you then. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.